Well, welcome everybody. Uh, this is after uh, where uh, with CSOC, where we fellowship a little bit after um, solid ground, talk about what um, we enjoyed, get into some of the different points that you heard during solid ground. Um, I'm Reese, and we've got Connor and Caitlin here. Um, and we just heard a message on the fall. Um, we, we've stepped outside of our um, fellowship on the bookends of the Bible to see what happens right after Genesis 2 and right before Revelation 21. Here we saw uh, about, we saw Satan's temptations with man. We saw man's fall and we saw God's response. Um, so yeah, Connor and Caitlin, um, what are your initial thoughts on the fellowship we received tonight? Connor, maybe you can start. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Connor. Um, I thought it was awesome. You know, we've had all these wonderful, high, in a sense, sin-free topics. Last week was on the couple, and that was all glorious. And now, like Josh said, we're kind of stepping away. And now there's some noise. And we see Satan comes into the picture as this little, you know, deceitful snake. So I think things really got exciting this week. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I don't think it's totally fair to say we've like stepped out of the story of God in this message, because for a lot of Christians, I think anytime you'd ask us what the story of God is, we'd immediately go to the fall and the cross. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think what's really amazing is we've had all this build up beforehand, almost helping us re sort of focus our vision um, to see that actually the fall um while it's an integral part of the story of god actually points us more towards god's forethought in his creation of man and his purpose for man which is fulfilled in revelation um and i was i was so impressed by the walk that josh took us on through genesis 3 and the different sort of imagery and stories we got to see that for a lot of us, we've heard so many times. Anyone that's grown up Christian has heard of the fall and the, the Josh even gave the shout out about um, the poison fruit not being an apple. So <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. And, but it was really impressive to me to see these things in view of what we've been going over all semester, which is the story of God from Genesis to Revelation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you bring that out. Uh, most people focus on what's in between the bookends on the cross and the fall. Uh, and those are integral parts, but yeah, it's really helpful seeing this in view of God's story. Um, so yeah, I thought maybe let's start with um, kind of what Josh started with. He, he really uh, honed in on what exactly that temptation was, what Satan was doing to Eve to tempt her and what exactly, um, where exactly he was tempting her and, and maybe what Eve should have done. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Um, uh, you know, about the spirit of faith or about the mind and things like that. What do you think, Connor? Yeah. Every time I get into this, I just realize how whack Satan is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. He can't come in his true colors. You know, if he did, if he came in like a, like a pitchfork, like he's always depicted to have, we would just run away. Josh mentioned this, but no, he comes in a sneaky way. He comes hidden. Here he's like a crafty snake, a serpent. And he comes to Eve while she's just there alone. And then all of a sudden just starts to question her. And first, he goes for the mind. You know, 
what did God really say? Oh, shoot. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And then he has Eve questioning in her mind, going in circles <laughs> like, well, uh, I, I, he, yeah, he did. And he kind of twists the words a little bit to kind of get her to question God's, God's speaking. And then he develops even further um, to have, have Eve have this emotional feeling, emotional reaction to where first it's like, oh, well, man, maybe, maybe God didn't say that. Maybe God, hmm, what's, what was God really doing? And then there's this feeling, wow, that, that fruit actually does look good for food. Was God's heart, is God's heart towards me wrong? And so the mind, Satan's already kind of come in, had, had Eve's mind turn away from God, turn, turn to this, this foreign outside thought. And then her emotion quickly follows, thinking, man, maybe God's heart, his, his feeling towards me isn't actually that good because that, look, that fruit right there, it looks pretty tasty. And I don't think I'll actually die. And then mm-hmm. immediately after that, her whole soul has in a sense been lost where she finally decides in her will okay you know what i'm gonna do it i'm gonna eat this fruit and she does and then she gives it to gives it to her husband eat or uh, adam so anyway it, it always runs me hot to see how satan <laughs> sneakily hides in all of our situations especially here to deceive man a man created in god's image to fulfill his purpose and he can't even show himself and he comes and sneaks and comes to Eve and catches her at a bad time right. and questions everything. So he's wow. Whacked. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah, that's really interesting. And then like you kind of went through a progression there. It's like first attacks the mind, then gets emotions. And then she does the act to grab the fruit. Yeah. Um, but Josh mentioned, you know, a lot of people focus on the act of disobedience, but actually something happened yes. when she actually ate the fruit. So um, I don't know if Caitlin, do you have any fellowship there about like, what exactly was the um, primary significance or, the, or what happened intrinsically in the fall? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I love, we always focus on the act, but the the main point of the fall was not what man did, what but what man became, mm, right? right? So absolutely. when we reached for the, the fruit, what we actually took was Satan. Um, and I, I love when Josh said, that what happened in that moment in the eating of the fruit was not just an act of rebellion, but actually Satan's nature got into man, right? Something happened. We were joined to Satan at a cellular chromosomal level. (laughs) Wow. Um, I love that image because I mean, it means it's so entrenched in us. We can't separate it. The satanic nature is within us and we are now one with him. And actually, wow. yeah, he pointed out in the Bible, we're called children of the devil. Wow. Um, and we True. are, you know, in Romans 5.19, it says we're constituted sinners. And right. Josh pointed out a wood table is constituted wood and man is constituted sin, meaning wow. that we're just made out of sin. We don't have to teach children to lie or cheat. Um, we just we just develop it. You know, it's not a class in school. Um, just as soon as we can talk, we start lying. Right, um, right. And that's the the real significance of our taking of the fruit is that we receive the satanic nature. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated, you know, Josh even brought out that um, it's not, you know, we don't even have to wait right till Jesus comes to figure out what are we going to do about this fall? Actually, God has his own response 
um, in Genesis 3. Um, and he responds in a way that's totally counter to how we think he might respond. So, um, yeah, Connor, do you have any fellowship there about God's response or how God came in uh, to deal with this problem? I think the song by Charles Wesley just kind of speaks it all. <laughs> you know, come desire of nations, come. Fast forward a little bit. Rise the woman's conquering seed, bruise in us the serpent's uh, head. I mean, right. God's mm-hmm. response, he could have. He could have turned to man and rebuked him. What were you thinking? I, I've given everything to you. Why did you eat of that tree? You weren't supposed to. But no, mm-hmm. in a gentle way, he comes to me, he came to Adam and Eve and said, where are you? You're in trouble. I know it. Just, just come to me as you are. Just like that example he gave. Clutch example of the woman with the child in the kitchen. That child, yes, the child was to- told not to get into the cupboard to take that bottle that has a, you know, skull on it with the crosses through it. Um, but at some point, maybe the door was left open, the bottle was open, and the child, while she was gone, drank it. She comes back, and objectively, it's like, man, that child really messed up. But from a mother's perspective, it's like, no, that's my child. Something's wrong. Something else got in. Like. I don't, in a sense, like the disobedience is there, but the response from God was more of what's happened. Like, come, come back to me, acknowledge it. Oh, he was helping man. Josh, you helped us to see that God there in the garden was helping man to acknowledge, to confess and turn to God. Mm -hmm. Wow. And in helping man to acknowledge, confess and turn to God, he even took a step forward to show a picture of his redemption with um, the, the loincloths. I mean, they had figs around them, but he took it to the ultimate by covering them with a, the, an animal skin, which was almost right. was a picture of the redemption to come in Christ and on the cross. So his response, I, I, I couldn't have thought of a better response for him in the garden than to curse Satan, but then even give, uh, give hope to Adam and Eve, that their seed would come. They would have a seed that would bruise the serpent's head, showing that God's salvation would save them, would actually restore them, uh, and it would be so thorough and deal with every part of their being. Amen. Wow. Yeah, I really, yeah, and, if and, I could, if I ahead, could Caitlin. piggyback off of those two um, pictures, I, those, that was my favorite part, was seeing man's response and God's response, because yeah. actually these two things are very real to us today. Um, the picture with the fig leaves is that, you know, Adam and Eve fall. The first thing they do is cover themselves with these fig leaves they've sewn mm-hmm. together, which is really them circumventing God's way of dealing with sin. Right. They're wow. trying to find yeah. some way to wow. approach God. And I loved what Josh pointed out is today's modern um, interpretation of the fig leaves the reality of that is moral relativism right the thought that there is no such thing as an absolute truth i mean whatever your truth is and whatever my truth is they don't have to be the same it doesn't matter everyone's truth is different sin isn't real um because what that really saying is is god is not real if there's no absolute truth in the universe god is not real um or the the other extreme is as long as it makes you happy it can't be wrong um which again is just a statement that that means God can't be real. Um, so that's that's man's way of circumventing God's dealing of sin, which we fall into all the time. Totally. Um, but then God's 
way of dealing with sin was first to condemn Satan. And then secondly, to basically speak this prophetic word of Christ's coming. And then what really impressed me was the picture in Genesis 20 to Genesis 3, 20 to 21, where God slays the animal. Right. Um, Josh pointed out, this is the first death in the Bible. Adam and Eve had not seen death to that point. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because they know that they should die in that moment. I'm sure on some level they were afraid they were going to die. Yeah. But instead God does have the first death in the Bible, he slays an animal for them and then clothes them in the skin, right? And then the reaction there to Adam and Eve is they're just so blown away that they didn't die that Eve, who was nameless until this point, she was just called the woman. Adam decides we're going to call her living. Eve. Eve Mm -hmm. means living. So the picture there is they do something that deserves death. Instead, God kills something. He makes a sacrifice to cover them. And from that point on, they are deemed living. This is literally the gospel of Jesus Christ in the New yeah. Testament. Wow. This awesome. is our story. Amen. Um, so there's these two, two kind of ways of seeing sin. The, the man way of just saying, well, you know, there's no sin. There's no God. There's no absolute truth. Or God's way of just we accept this sacrifice and we become living. Right. <laughs> wow. wow. Amazing. Amen. That's awesome. Guys, well, I thought this was some great fellowship um, or some post, post, uh, post solid ground fellowship. Um, you know, I, I just want to end with this, this phrase that uh, Josh said that was, I thought was so good. That is um, God has a final say and the devil has a final day. Mm-hmm. Um, Revelation 2010, we see Satan has a final day coming. Um, and, and so we need to, um, we need to see that. We need to preach that even to Satan, uh, and we just need to come to God right as we are. Um, So, yes, let's have another great week of of being in God's story. Uh, Really enjoyed the fellowship with you guys. Um, Yeah, you guys have a good night. You too. You too. All right. See you guys. Bye.